The following is an audio recording of the 2013 IBS Winter Symposium featuring Professor Takamato Shigaraki, Tradition and Insight, Our Encounter with the Pure Land Way, recorded on Thursday, February 28, 2013, at the PCA National Council in San Mateo, California. Part 3 is a question and answer discussion and response by Professor Shigaraki. So thank you very much. Uh, at this point now, um, I use, I've received a few questions. I'm, uh, I'll select from them and address the questions to, first of all, our two panelists, uh, um, Conway Sensei and Adam Sensei, and ask them to respond. And after their responses, then uh, Shigari Sensei will respond to both the questions as well as to the presentations. First of all, the long question. The two aspects of merit transference um, different viewpoints from Otani Ha and Honganji Ha. Given the different viewpoints, are these considered part of the Jodo Shinshu tradition, or can this, can this divide into two separate schools of thought? Uh, may I address that to Conway Sensei? Hi, thank you for the question. Um, I guess what I can say, I have this in the paper and the part that I didn't read, um, but the, uh, the fact that there are differences between the Higashi and the Nishi interpretations arise because there is ambiguity in the works that are left by Shinram. There's different ways of reading these different works. Um, like I as I pointed out, there's two different, uh, we can point to proof for Terakawa Sensei's uh, position, and we can point to proof for the traditional interpretation, and there's proof for both of these stances in uh, Shinran's work themselves. And the, with the issue that um, Henry was address addressing today, the Shoujo Metsudo as well, when you look at the, the foundational text, the text that Shinran has left for us to interpret, there are, there's room for interpretation. There's, uh, there's things that say that, you know, this birth in the Pure Land uh, occurs or is in some way very related to this life, and then there are other things um, that say that, you know, we attain enlightenment at the moment of death or at the moment before death. Um, and so it's the fact that Shinran himself has left a variety of teachings and it's sort of our job to get a comprehensive view of all of those teachings um, and to, you know, uh, interpret those in ways where we don't have to fight with each other. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I think in a lot of ways, um, the fact that the Nishi and the Higashi have been organizationally separate for over 400 years, and the fact that the entire doctrinal uh, tradition has grown up in that separate, that condition of separation, you know, we're all working with the same texts. We're all looking at the larger sutra as the source of our the, the teachings, the source of the true teachings, and we're all looking at the tradition that Shinran laid out of the seven patriarchs, and we're all looking at Shinran's works themselves as the source for our understanding. So in that sense, we have to call both of uh, everything that we're doing on either side Jodo Shinshu. 
Um, and as long as we keep those texts and we keep those, uh, that, that, those ideas as fundamental, then the question of interpretation, I don't think that it really will ever end up being some other school. I think it will always be, you know, it's the question of interpretation that uh, maybe is what we need to think about as insight or the, the kosho, the, the idea that um, uh, each generation has to inherit its tradition and you know, reinterpret it for that generation. Um, and so I, uh, I, don't, I think that as long as we're talking about Shinran and Shinran's works, we're within the realm of Jodo Shinshu, of Pure Land Shinshu. So. Thank you very much. Uh, here's a question I'll address to um, Reverend Adams. Uh, is the importance of the Pure Land simply in its being a place to go after death? What else can we learn from its features and existence? I think that when you talk about the pure land as occurring after death or you know, decidedly being after death, when you maintain this uh, traditional perspective of this shore or this world and the other shore or the pure land, that um, that's not putting all of the emphasis of meaning or significance on the afterlife. I think that it's an important point to make that um, you know when you, in Buddhism when you talk about this existence we have uh, the, there's the word samsara in Sanskrit and in Chinese and Japanese texts it's generally translated with two kanji shoji birth and death and they're not understood as two separate kind of diametrically opposed realities but the two kind of aspects of const constantly present aspects of existence so that um, moment to moment throughout our lives there's a constant process of ceasing to be and becoming ceasing to be and becoming um, and so the birth in the pure land that's kind of the great culminating becoming to which each moment of our life is headed towards there's a, a kind of question about this um, in a conversation I had during the break, um, I'd like to reemphasize uh, something I mentioned in my paper, which is we never we don't know when we're going to die. You know, we don't know when that's coming. It could be right now. You know, it could be you know the next moment could be you know the end of our lives. So to think about the pure land as occurring um, at the moment of death is, and to be a pure land Buddhist, where that birth in the Pure Land is the focus of your Buddhist practice, uh, from my perspective, is to be ever mindful of the reality of death and the great transformation that's coming with that. And so 
I feel that that has profound implications in terms of the way we live our lives right now. So it's not just some place you go when you die, but it's a kind of mirror constantly pointing you back to the impermanence of your own life. And um, you know, we talk about gratitude a lot in our tradition. Um, you know, and to me, gratitude is awareness for you know uh, what we have, but also the fact that it's you know it's not going to uh, last forever. Um, there was another part of that question was the features of the Pure Land, um, you know, and I think so. We think of the Pure Land as our destination, the direction. It provides us with a clear direction in life, and so the features that are described of the Pure Land are also describing the, the direction of, of our lives. So um, you know, Shigaraki-sensei gave some wonderful insights in his presentation to the ministers on Tuesday where he talked about the various vows of Amida Buddha that Amida Buddha makes describing the conditions of the pure land, um, you know, a land uh, conditions of being free from greed, anger, and ignorance, uh, for example, is one of the features of the pure land. There's no... Um, uh, realm of the hell beings, which is the result of hatred. There's no uh, realm of hungry ghosts, which is a result of greed. There's no realm of animals, which is the result of uh, ignorance or foolish, um, you know, foolishness, ignoring the teachings of the Buddha. So when we reflect on the uh, the direction of our lives toward toward the Pure Land, we're also reflecting on a life directed toward freedom from greed, anger, and ignorance, for example, and the other, you know, the other features that are described therein. お二人の対してのクエスチョン。そちらからあってもいいと思うんですが、私さっきに言うと全部終わっちゃうよ。話が。え、今の浄土王城ね。阿弥陀仏の浄土に王城するという話。これはね、日本で十数年前に岩波書店という日本のトップの出版社に岩波書店というのがあります。そこで仏教ディクショナリー、仏教辞典というのが出版されました。その中に親鸞という項目があって、その中に親鸞は王城を浄土に王城することをこの世のこととして明らかにしたとその弟子の兄に仏教ディクショナリーに書いたところが西本願寺はこれを公の期間にして間違いだと言ってこの訂正を申し入れましたで東本願寺はこれでよろしいとオッケー
西本願寺は徹底して反対をしたそれで今現在、えー、ブックストアで売ってる岩波書店のブディズムディクショナリーには王女のところを西本願寺では死んでから<笑>東本願寺では生きてる時に言いますとディクショナリーに書いてあります。Uh, when it comes to the issue of birth in the Pure Land, there's an interesting、uh, episode I'd like to tell you about. Some 10 years ago in Japan,、uh, a Buddhist dictionary was published by one of the big publishing houses, Iwanami Shoten. And in that,、uh, under the、uh, item Shinran, it said Shinran Shonin teaches that birth in the Pure Land takes place in this life.、Um, Nishihonganji immediately、uh, cried out, saying, This is an erroneous teaching, and demanded that it be corrected. Higashi、uh, Honganji said, It's okay. So the editor of the、uh, dictionary came to Shigari Sensei and asked him what to do, and Sensei said,、eh, Just go ahead with it. But as it turned out, it, what they ended up、uh, with as sort of a compromise situation is in the dictionary it says, Birth in the Pure Land.、Uh, Honga, uh, it, see, it says,、uh, Shinran Shonin teaches that birth occurs in this life. Nishi Honganji is opposed to this view. Higashi Honganji uh, is uh, okay with it. えー、そこでちょっと視点を話題を変えますが、えー、今日最近の仏教学の研究の分野で明らかになったことは阿弥陀仏の浄土はお釈迦様の墓ストゥーバインド語でね、えー、いくつか今日インドには大きな大きな土で山を作ったその中にお釈迦さんの骨を埋めているそういうストゥーバ日本的に言いますと墓死んだ人を治める墓その墓の作り方が古代のインドの立像という経典の中に細かに書いてあるいくつもいくつも墓をお釈迦さんの墓を作っていきましたからその作り方がきちっと規定してあります。でそれを見ますとお釈迦様のお墓を作るのはまず外に、えー、並木の木を70に7つの列に作って植えなさいと書いてありますそしてその中側に70の、えー、この欄間まあ土塀、えー、この塀ですね高さの高い塀を7 70, 7回こう巻いてその上にその中にお釈迦様の土まんじゅうを作りなさい周りには池をいっぱい掘ってハスの花を植えなさいと書いてありますでそれはそのまま阿弥陀教の中にご承知の人は、えー、思い出してください七十五十七重の並木七十乱順これが塀ですそしてその中に、えー、お浄土があると阿弥陀教は書いていますがこれは今申しましたお釈迦様のお墓の作り方と
全く同じです。ということはお浄土はこの世のお釈迦様のお墓のことを言っただけの話です。死んでお浄土に行くというのはそれから後の話です。お釈迦様と同じ墓の中に私たちも死んだら行こうという。これは多くのメンバー、開教師の人ご承知でしょうか、京都の親鸞様のお墓、これは東本願寺と西本願寺に親鸞の墓が別々にある、なんでかな、<笑>その周りに何万という信者の墓ができています。これはインドのお釈迦様のお墓にみんなが骨を納めようとしたことと、同じじゃありませんか年代は千年を超えてずれておりますけども人間が死を感じた時に一番大切なお方の命のそばに私も行きたいと願ったインド人も日本人も同じことなんでそれを浄土に往生すると言ったわけです。今日東西本願寺いずれも伝統教学はこういう新しい研究の分野に全く知りません本を読んでいない分かっていないだからそういう話になってる Some of the latest、um, scholarly research has、um, Revealed that、uh, in India, the notion of the Pure Land developed、um, as sort of a,、um, as a simulation or as a representation of、uh, the stupa. And the stupa, as you know, is where the relics of the Buddha were enshrined, or the Buddha's gravesite.、Uh, if you look at、um, some of the uh, um, sort of instruction manuals for building stupa, they're very detailed. In terms of the manner of construction,、uh, the number of trees and the kind of trees inside and outside,、uh, the fact that the earthen mound has to be of a certain dimension, lotus flowers have to be in bloom, all of these are features of stupas、uh, as indicated in these、uh, early、uh, texts, instructional manuals. What we find is that, for instance, descriptions of the Pure Land in the Amida Sutra are virtually the same. Uh, that the same types of the manner of construction and layout, the same sort of landscaping uh, is uh, found uh, as description of the Pure Land.、Uh, this notion of being born in the Pure Land is an interpretation that came about much, much later. Also, interesting, another sort of side note to that is in Kyoto, many people know that there's the, the、uh, mausoleum for Shinran,、um, but do most people know there are two mausoleums? There's the mausoleum for Nishi Honganji and the mausoleum for Higashi Honganji. And in both mausoleums, they follow along the same type of landscaping、uh, manner, in that、um, uh, the, uh, what are reputed to be the relics of Shinran are surrounded by the grave sites of thousands, if not tens of thousands, of believers. This notion of wishing to be close to the most important person,、uh, religiously speaking here,、uh, in both life and death. Uh, are found in the structure and the architecture of both these mausoleums、uh, as well as notions of the Pure Land. However, the traditional doctrinal studies in Nishihonganji, anyway,
they're not aware of this. Perhaps they're not reading and they, they're, uh, uh, books and they don't know the most recent research. So they're unaware of these uh, new uh, developments. Uh, this is regarding Xinjing. Uh, Xinjing as in trusting that one will attain birth in the pure land after death. Isn't this just like faith? What's the difference between the two? Uh, if from a person coming from Christianity, it seems like heaven. Uh, and this is an issue that needs to be addressed, especially um, in American Jodo Shinshu. So... Uh, would you like to address that? Okay. <laughs> so this is an important issue for us to reflect upon. Um, the difference between Xinjin and faith. Um, more and more, uh, I am becoming comfortable with the idea of Xinjin as, as faith, but not understood faith redefined in a different way from um, the way that it is perhaps understood in Christianity. I think the important thing to keep in mind um, with Jodo Shinshu as a Buddhist tradition and you know, why is Xinjin different, or how is Xinjin different from Christian faith? How is the Pure Land different from heaven? Um, it's important to keep in mind that although we use, may use some similar language or some similar, like similar expressions, that um, you know, this, is, this is Buddhism. The problem is this, um, the, the same problem expressed in the Four Noble Truths, which is, you know, the reality of suffering in our lives um, and the, the cause of that, suffering being our own, our greed, anger, and ignorance, and then the uh, realization of the end to that suffering, nirvana, um, and then the path to the end of that, uh, that suffering. So this is, you know, I think the Jodo Shinshu tradition as Buddhism is working within this framework. The question is, um, you know, what is the path? I mean, my impression is that you have all these different Buddhist traditions in the world, and the first kind of, the perspective on the first three noble truths, as far as I can tell, is pretty uniform, whether you're, um, uh, you know, a Thai Theravadan Buddhist, whether you are, a, you know, a, a Chinese Tiantai Tendai Buddhist, whether you're a Japanese Shin Buddhist, Tibetan Buddhist, know, the matter of suffering, the cause of suffering, the end of suffering is, I think, generally agreed upon. That's what makes us all Buddhists. And I think that that's expressed in the teachings of Shinran and in our tradition. The, you know, how we understand the approach to this matter of the path, I think, is where we start to get some diversity among Buddhist traditions. And my understanding and appreciation of the Jodo Shinshu tradition is that our path is this path of entrusting. And so we're using this, uh, this path of entrusting, entrusting in Amida Buddha as our means to realizing these first three 
goals of the um, the Four Noble Truths, the first four aspects of the Four Noble Truths. And so for me, um, I think that I've come to, in recent, you know, uh, recent months, appreciate Shinran's teaching as um, you know, talking about this, this faith or entrusting as a process through which one can realize the goals of Buddhism. So how is this different from Christianity? Um, we have different goals. You know, we have different, we're going in a different direction. You know, we're going toward the realization of Buddhist enlightenment, of, of the same nirvana that's described in all the other Buddhist traditions. And so the character of our faith, if you will, is going to be different because it's faith in a different thing. It's not faith in the same thing. And it's um, a different kind of goal that we believe that we have faith that we're going to realize. I'm not sure if that's a satisfactory answer, but that's what I have to say on that matter. Uh, I have a question for uh, Dr. Conway. It's in Japanese. Shonin ga honen shonin o keshinto o serareru tokoro ga wasan ni detekimasu ga douyu kimochi de oshatta no deshouka. So Shinran speaks of honen as a, a transformed body, as a uh, manifested body in, in the wasans. But in what sense is he speaking of that? And this, too, I actually touched on in the part of the paper that I didn't <laughs> read. Uh, and to prove it, I'm going to read that. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see, where should we start? Born on isolated islands, scattered like millet in the sea, he spread the essence of the Nembutsu teachings. He has, made, he has been made to come to this land many times in order to teach and liberate sentient beings. Our great teacher, Honen, is none other than a manifestation, and this is Keshin, a manifestation of Amida Tathagata. When the conditions for him to teach had ended, he returned to the Pure Land. And this is, uh, you know, one, um, one thing that we can point to to show that Shinran considered Honen to be a... a manifestation of the returning aspect of merit transference in this world. You can see that he uh, clearly plays, you know, describes Honen as someone who has appeared from the Pure Land to do the work of Amida in the world. And um, in that sense, I think, I mean, when he says what, how, how, what kind of, what, what sense did Shinran have when he said this, I think that he has this uh, intense gratitude is what you could say, that he's deeply grateful for Honen, for this individual to arrive in the world and to set him on the path to lead him to the insight that is Shinjin. Um, and in that sense, he sees Honen as uh, doing the working of Amida. And I don't know, I there's... Uh, James Dobbins has written about um, the understanding of Shinran um, as a manifestation of Amida, and he uses that um, to 
say that there are elements of sort of mid medievalistic uh, supernatural thought in Shinran's uh, system and in the Shin system as a whole, the Shin doctrinal system as a whole. And I think, I, you know, when we talk about Echo, when we talk about Honen as a manifestation of Amida's Genso Echo, as a manifestation of the working of the Pure Land, to lead us to the Pure Land or to lead us to insight. Um, you know, I don't think that there's really any need to see some sort of a supernatural activity in that. I think that that activity is the activity of, you know, transcendence working in this world. And I guess if you want to call that supernatural, you can. But if you just want to call it truth working in the world to lead us to nirvana, then I think that that doesn't necessarily necessitate supernaturalism. I think it is very much in line with that, uh, the same goals that Henry was talking about with mm. the realization of nirvana. And, they probably in Japanese, I think it's important to talk about it, but the question of the Honen ま、あの、ま、あの、ま、この本年賞人の仰いでまさにアミダ仏の働きをこのようでしてくださっているんだというようなえっと自覚の中でそのま本年賞人の褒め称えているとまあ、まあ、えっと、あの、原理によって成り立つものだというふうに、ま、考えてもいいと思うんですね。で、そこで、ま、ちょっと僕とロビン先生の考え違いがあります。はい、ま、あの、以上です。すみません。Thank you very much. Um why don't we just one more question and then uh, after that we'll uh ask uh, Shigai Sensei to respond. This is a question we might address to both um 
um, Conway Sensei and Adam Sensei, perhaps. I mean, you, you, and I think you've already touched upon it, but just it's uh, asked in a little different vein. Uh, could your understanding of merit transference be considered similar to the expression grace? Yeah, definitely. Um, it could be considered similar to grace. Um, the this term that Terakawa Sensei uses to describe the working of merit transference is ondoku, um, which is uh, on like uh, gratitude, our debt of gratitude, and toku is a virtue. So, uh, and I don't really know what that means. It could very well mean grace. <laughs> um, but uh, in a sense, it as the working of the transcendent in this world, um, and as that which um, leads us to our ultimate goals, uh, you know, then yeah, it probably is what in the Christian tradition would be called grace, the, the working of uh, God in the world um, to lead us to, uh, I don't know where, that leads us in the Christian tradition. But anyway, I, and I don't know, I guess the reason that I avoid the word grace is um, that there, there seems to be a danger, and this, it came about at the beginning of the 20th century, there was sort of a new movement in the Otaniha. And um, they sort of took this idea that everything is the working of Amida, all of this is a gift from Amida. Um, they maybe took it one step too far um, to because when we say that everything is the working of Amida and that everything helps out my, my Shinjin, everything is something that leads me to grow on this path, there is somewhere there's this danger of saying that even crazy, awful uh, things that I really should, well, I don't know, that should be uh, spoke out against end up getting accepted as just the working of Amida. I, these, um, you know, Akegarasu Sensei is one of the... Uh, examples of this, and he gets criticized in Japan because of his support for the war effort. Um, and, uh, you know, I think uh, Akegarasu Sensei's insight it was very deep and very, uh, very important. And for me, you know, my encounter with his teachings was extremely transformative. Uh, but at the same time, uh, saying everything is the working of the Tathagata and therefore everything should be accepted just as it is can um, sort of uh, uh, lead us to, you know, when we say everything is grace, then there's no, no voice for us to say, wait, maybe this is crazy. <laughs> May, wait, maybe what's going on here in this world, maybe something needs to be changed. And maybe the, the, the actual, the best thing to do is to actually say something about how this is crazy. Like, uh, I mean, I, I 
suppose that the Japanese war effort would be one way of talking about that, but I'm sure there are a lot of things in our experience day by day that, yeah, mm -hmm. there, there's a lot that is there to teach us and that we, we can learn from all of this working <coughs> as grace, but there's also a point, there's a, there's a point where we have to mm -hmm. say, wait. <laughs> um, there's a story about Myokonin uh, um, in the Edo period, um, a person who is getting pummeled uh, by uh, someone. Um, and as he is pummeled, he's saying, oh, you're, you're helping me realize my foolishness. You're helping me realize my foolishness. And, um, you know, I think uh, that's one of the dangers with grace, right? Um, is there's a point at which, you know, where when we're getting pummeled, we have to say, wait, stop that, please. Um, and I, uh, not necessarily, I, and, and I, I don't know, I mean, that's uh, sort of a, it's a difficult line, and it's probably not a line that we ourselves, with our human intuition, are able to draw. Um, it's most likely, uh, uh, you know, we sort of are caught in this, there's a distinction that needs to be made between Amida's wisdom and our limited understanding. Um, and I suppose that in the light of Amida's wisdom, um, perhaps even that getting pummeled at some point could become a meaningful experience on the path. But uh, I don't know. I, I guess you know, that line of uh, where where to, to draw that line. And I, I, I must admit that it's just an issue that I, I struggle with regularly, you know. Um, and I think that maybe all of us do when we're living our daily lives, you know, at home. Uh, okay, I'm going to, I got married a couple weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> and at home, you know, there's always a question. Okay, do I accept this, or do I say something about it, <laughs> right? <laughs> Ex accept it. <laughs> uh, 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 good words from my senpai. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I don't know. Uh, and and uh, maybe that's Amida's wisdom, so I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think I... This, to me, ties in with the previous question on uh, Shinjin and faith. Um, grace is a word that I, I don't use um, and that wouldn't occur to me to use with uh, in talking about echo, genso echo, or also echo. Um, and for me, you know, grace is kind of linked in with this idea of grace of God and the, you know, kind of the presence of a divine control, you know, uh, kind of being who has that controlling aspect of um, of the you know the Christian deity as I understand it, um, and I think you know w with um, so you know grace as a kind of working of something, and so grace you know grace to me implies grace in God, and so uh, grace of God, and so echo is you know is the working, but it's not the working of of a kind of godlike being, the merit transference. Um, and this, to me, ties in with that, that matter of faith, because it's a question of faith in what? You know, is it, 
is not faith in a God. And I think that's where you see, you know, the difference. So echo, when we talk about echo, we're talking about a working, but it's not the working of a divine being. When, and, you know, as I mentioned, I've recently become more and more inclined towards, you know, getting comfortable with this word faith, but not faith in a God. And so what is, you know, what is it the working of? What is it the faith in? Um, you know, and traditionally we say, well, you know, shinjitsu, true, true reality, what is true? Um, and put in more con concrete terms, you know, I think, you know, let's reflect on our own lives. You know, what is the greatest expression of truth in our daily existence, in our lives? And to me, that's kindness. We use the word compassion in Buddhism and understanding, which is wisdom. And so it's that working of kindness and understanding in our lives is the way that I understand this working of Oso and Genso Echo, uh, merit transference going forth and returning. So. Thank you very much, uh, both uh, Kanwai Sensei and Adam Sensei. Uh, ご指摘をいただければ明確に申しますね。王女というのは歴史的に言えば、さっき申し上げたように、お釈迦様のお墓のところに命を収めたところに我々も死んだら皆行くという、これが王女という思想の原型だということ、学問的に今日明らかになっているとこういうことですね。で、神羅は力はどのように教行書問題の中で明らかにしております。これはどういう意味を持つかというと、お釈迦様の悟りということが、お釈迦様が亡くなられて100年経たないうちにですね、仏弟子たちがお釈迦様は35の年で悟りを開いたと我々理解をした
まだ煩悩が余っている残っている涅槃肉体を持った涅槃そして80歳で亡くなった後にニュー涅槃をしたもう一度悟りに入ったというのを無用涅槃世がなくなった煩悩がなくなった涅槃というこういう二つの悟りの理解がもうお釈迦様が亡くなって100年経たないうちに生まれてまいります親鸞はそれをちゃんと比叡山で学んでいるこれは教行小文類の陰文の中にその「うよ」「無よ」という話が出てくるから親鸞はちゃんとこれを知ってるわけですねだから私たちが仏の命をいただいて生きていくことはある意味では仏の命をいただいた信心のところでもう浄土に生まれているんだという現象の往生を理解いたしますしかし同時に親鸞は死後、えー、肉体を失った時にもう一度往生するという二重の往生の思想を語っておりますこれは今のお釈迦様の悟りの話に重なった親鸞の非常に深い理解ですこれは日本の仏教あるいは中国の仏教で悟りを二重に捉えて解釈したものはない親鸞の非常に深い仏教理解ですこれは開教師の皆さん現場で今申し上げたことをきちっと踏まえて浄土往生というのを理解してお話しください信心を生きるということは如来の命を己に賜って生きているということにあぶいくに目が覚めることですだから仏の命を今生きてるんだから肉体を持っているけれどももう浄土に生まれてるんだという解釈しかし肉体を持ってる限り肉を食べたり魚を食べたり人と争ったりする煩悩の日暮らしをしてるから本当の往生ではない死した時にもう一度お浄土に往生するんだというこの信州独特の仏の悟り往生のことはこれはこれから開教師の皆さんきっちりお話をなさるときにこのことを言ってくださいただし西本願寺でこういう話したら慰安人だと言って若い時から私は叩かれまして今もそうです本願寺ではこの世の王女を語りません東の方でもやっぱり語らないのはかなり多い心は混乱をしてるんですが今申し上げたのは私もいくつも論文を書いているからご覧いただいてそして親鸞のそういう明確な論調が教行証文類にありますのでここのとこは自信を持って往生の問題をメンバーの皆さんにきっちり伝えてください。こういうい二重の構造を持って肉体を問題にしたのは世間のどの世界の宗教もここまで問題にしたものはおりません。信鸞がいかに肉体を煩悩を問題にして生きてきたかがよくわかります。まずこのことを一つ明確にご理解いただきたいと思う。
I would first like to respond to the question of birth. As I mentioned before um, regarding uh, the Pure Land, in the same way, birth in the Pure Land historically was seen as originating in one's wish to, uh, to die and to have one's uh, remains uh, placed at the stupa next to Shakyamuni Buddha. Um, Shinran uh, uh, understood uh, this historical reality and as a result, uh, and he was also very, uh, uh, he, had, he had learned uh, the profound uh, teachings of Buddhism. And so he, he taught that birth, uh, that there are two kinds of birth in the Pure Land. That there is birth that takes place in this world, in this body, this life, and there is birth in the Pure Land that takes place after death. Uh, but what does this mean? And why did he arrive at this teaching? Shakyamuni Buddha, as we know, uh, said to have attained enlightenment when he was 35 years old. He lived a human life. Uh, he taught the Dharma, and at the year, at when he was 80, said he entered into Nirvana. He he realized enlightenment. Why? is it said that he, in, he realized enlightenment twice. Within a short period of time after uh, Shakyamuni's passing, uh, a, uh, a teaching arose, uh, 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 an interpretation arose, which said that enlightenment took place twice. It took place in this world, but at that time Shakyamuni was still a human being. He still had a, had a, a physical body, and as a result, he still suffered from passions and delusions even while enlightened. But at the age of 80, he attained nirvana. He realized nirvana, and this was the cessation of uh, uh, his passions. This is, there's a difference uh, called huyo and muyo, uh, nihan. So the, the, uh, the um, enlightenment in this life is one one still has passions. Uh, enlightenment after, uh, after death is enlightenment with the cessation of all passions, or klesha, passions. Shinran clearly learned this and understood this when he was studying the Buddha Dharma on Mount Hiei. And in fact, he uses these words, uh, uyo and muyo nehan. So he's very clearly uh, aware of this. And as a result, uh, his deep understanding of the Buddha's teaching was that uh, in this life, we receive the life of the Buddha. Uh, we awaken uh, in this sense. Uh, and so in this sense, we realize birth. But later, after death, uh, when the physical body uh, comes to uh, an end, we realize birth again. And so this is clearly Shinran's um, perspective on birth arises through his deep understanding of the Buddhist teaching. Once again, in this life, as we live in Shinjin, we realize the experience of awakening. We receive the life of the Buddha. And in that sense, we are already born. And then, um, however, we are still have physical bodies, and we're still filled with passions and klesha. So this is not real or genuine birth. After death, though, when the body um, ends, uh, then this is real birth. Uh, this is Shinran's understanding of birth as I know it. Unfortunately, in Honganji, this is considered to be a heresy, and I have been accused of being a heretic on many occasions. However, I urge all people, and especially ministers, to read Shinran, to learn Shinran and study Shinran's teachings and be clear uh, when you speak to your members about this. Uh, this is a very um, uh, important and significant aspect of Shinran's teaching. I'm 
そのことを力込めてお話をしておきます。まあ、日本に行ってもこんな話は聞けないだろう。<笑>そこで2番目のこのマイケルさんのこの幻想エコの話なんですがね。この寺川さんが幻想エコはこの世の信心のご利益として語られるとこう言われた。それに対して長谷さんが浄土はそんなのどうなるんだと浄土に行ってリターンス帰ってきて幻想を言うんじゃないかとそのお東に大谷の大学の中で2つがあるとこういう話なんですがこの寺川さんが言っている信心のところで幻想を語るというのは西本願寺は早くからそういう昔から言ってるんです。これを西本願寺では信後幻想信じた後に幻想へこ信号幻想と言って慰安人と決めておりますそれを寺川さんが今言ってるだけですはい。Uh, the aspect, uh, direct、uh, merit transference in the aspect of return.、Uh, he quotes, uh, uh, he cites the teaching, the, the writings of Terakawa Sensei, who talks about this、uh, merit transference in、uh, the aspect of return as being of the benefit of Shinjin in this life.、Uh, Nishi Honganji, from very early on, took on this issue,、uh, which is they called.、Um, Uh, this Genso Eko, or the merit transference in the aspect of return taking place after Shinjin, and, and they have declared this to be a heresy. This Oso Genso, which is the Ojodo, 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 大変問題があって象徴シンボライズした話なん本来は私のほかに仏はいないこの今の世界の中に浄土が届いておるというどこかでは二元的に語ります私と仏、えー、このシャバと浄土と分けながら診断あるいはもっともっと言えば大乗仏教は私のほかに仏はなし仏のほかに私はなしというこの基本的な一元論の立場に親鸞は立っている仏教はそうなの大乗仏教はそうなのこれを踏まえた話が王僧幻想ということでだから親鸞はここで王女を語ったのはそういうことなのよだからそこに二元論だけでね話をするからそれはもうキリスト教の話ですよそうじゃないの王僧はね、今、信心のここのところで、仏の命をいただいて、ここで王女をしておるの
これが王相の話なのよ。一元論に最後はきちっと立ち返らないと大乗仏教にはならない。ここの話を捨てて遠いお浄土に生まれる。それはおとぎ話の話で。仏教じゃないよ。キリスト教ですよ、それは。ここのところをまず明確にしていただきたいの。幻想もまたそう、同じこと。どこかでは二元的に語りながら最後は一元論これがね仏教の基本の原理ここのところを一つきっちり押さえてね王相も幻想も象徴表現としてそうなってるなぜそうしたのか世界のあらゆる仏教の中で仏に救われる神に救われた後に大衆のために尽くすということを語ったのは一人に親鸞だけや他の日本の仏教いろんな宗派がありますが法然さえも幻想栄光ということは全く語っていない親鸞だけですお浄土に行って仏になることはあらゆる人々を,人々を仏にしないと本当に仏になったことにならないこれは親鸞の非常に深い大乗仏教の原理を身に端した発想です。ここのところにしかと押さえて王相と幻想を語っていただきたい。これを単に二元論的に語るならばそれは単なるおとぎ話そういうことになるということをもう最後に申し上げております。明日明後日帰るから。So, when we、uh, consider this notion of、uh, the merit transference、uh, or directing a virtue in the aspect of going to the pure land, or the reverse expression of、uh, merit transference in the aspect of return, that is,、uh, using the imagery of returning from the pure land to this world, we have to understand that Shinran was using symbolic language here. These are symbolic expressions using this sense of. Going and, and returning,、uh, the sense of directionality. But fundamentally,、uh, what this is an expression of is Mahayana logic, non dualistic logic. That this takes place within a non dualistic framework of the Buddhist path. A dualistic framework would make a distinction, a dichotomy between this world and the Pure Land, between myself and Buddha. But Shinran's, pure,、uh, Shinran's Jodo Shinshu, is fundamentally. Non dualistic, and so his teaching of, of,、uh, of uh, merit transference,、uh, while dualistic in expression,、uh, must be looked at as, as a symbolic expression that directs one to fundamental、uh, non dual reality. If this was simply a sort of a dis- description of a dualistic、uh, uh, framework of reality, this would be nothing, this would be、uh, no different from、uh, Christian notions. Uh, and so we have to realize it in this life, when he,、uh, in this way.、Uh, when he talks about merit transference in the aspect of going,、uh, what Shinran is talking about is that in the midst of this life, one receives the life of the Buddha、uh, and one realizes birth.、Uh, in the same way, then returning the, the、um, uh, 
uh, merit transference or directing a virtue in the aspect of return, uh, although this, again, is using a dualistic expression of returning from some place to here, uh, again, it's a, an expression of the basic non-dual nature of enlightenment. Uh, Shinran is the only person, uh, the only uh, Pure Land Buddhist who talked about uh, realizing salvation and then working to save all beings. Uh, what he is expressing is this fundamental notion of enlightenment, uh, that uh, the Buddha, the enlightened being, um, uh, manifesting both wisdom and compassion, uh, will work to, be active uh, in working to save all beings. If not, then that, that is not a real Buddha. And so we have to understand Shinran's notion then of merit transference or directing a virtue in the aspect of going and returning in this fashion. I just want to be very clear about this because I'm leaving on Saturday, so I, I want you to understand. <laughs> で、そこの話がもう少しご理解いただけるようにもうちょっと説明しますと世界の文化を大雑把に分けますとヨーロッパ文化と東洋の文化、えー、ヨーロッパギリシャローマから始まった文化とインド中国に始まった東洋の文化の両文化がありますね。このヨーロッパの文化は本来的に歴史的には牧畜文化羊を追うてあちこち草を探して羊に草を食べさせながら放浪したそしてその羊の皮を着その肉を食べ乳を飲んだ生活を原始的にしたこれに対してインド中国の東洋の何千年昔の文化は大地にへばりついて大地の土地を耕しながらいろんな種を植えて物を育てながらその米や麦を作って食べましたいわゆるヨーロッパの文化は大地よりも天を仰ぎながら常に北極星を中心にしてぐるぐる回りながら何,年何ヶ月かしたら今まで、えー、食べ尽くした草がまた、えー、生えて伸びているだろうそこにまた帰ってこようというその天を中心に、えー、牧畜文化の遊牧民族は移動しながら生活したインドは大地にへばりついてさまざまなものを麦米を作ってそれを収穫して食べていったこれは農耕文化ですでヨーロッパは大地と天初めから2つに分かれた文化これを二元論と私は申しますインドの文化は天も問題にしましたけども大地にへばりついて生きていった草は枯れていくけれども水は汚い水が流れるけれどもまたどっかではきれいな水になって湧き出してくる草は枯れるけれどもまた春が来れば芽が出る同じところを循環をしながら自分たちの生活を支えてくれるこれは大地の文化天の問題じゃなくて大地の一元論的なところに根ざして生きてきた。これが東洋の一元的な
発想ですキリスト教の二元的な神が人間を作ったというこの論理に対して仏は人間が仏になったというんですねご案内のようにお釈迦様が阿弥陀仏になったとこういう話です別ではありませんお釈迦様は人間です人間がそのまま仏だ一元論ですで神が人間を作った人間は神に作られたという二元論とのこの違いですこれは一気に飛んで話をしますと今日の地球の問題は人類の問題はこの二つの問題に関わっているみんな一つだというあらゆる民族があらゆる命が一つにつながっているんだとどこかの海が汚れたら全部汚れちゃうんだと誰かが食えなくなったらみんなが食えなくなるんだというこの一元連的な発想がこれからの人類と地球を救う原理になって二元的に私たちが生きれば他のものは後回しだというこの発想の違いが今世界で問われているんでしょう。親鸞はそこのところをちゃんと大乗仏教に立って私が仏になることは実法の主張が仏にならない限り我仏にならずと誓った阿弥陀仏の本願こそが今我々の生きる道だと彼は語っとるんだよ。だから私たちだけが幸せな生活をしてどっかでは上に苦しんで死んでいるそんな子どもたちがたくさんおるということをそのまま見過ごして生きてる限りいつの間にかその地球の公害は我々に襲ってきて我々の命もなくなっていくだろう。一が一切である一切が一私であるというこの大乗仏教の原理が今一番問われとるそれを最も明らかにした教えが信州親鸞の教えです。私はそう理解するのここのところに立ってこれからアメリカの人たちに仏教を親鸞を語るならば俺は今すぐはわからないかもしれないがやがてこれからヨーロッパのさまざまな文化の流れの中で東洋のこの論理があるいは親鸞が語ったこの一が一切である一切が私であるというこの論理が私はアメリカにもきっと必要になるだろうと思いますだから今診断が非常に大きなことを我々に教えているこれは診断が偉かったんじゃないお釈迦様の大乗仏教がそういう教えをしたとったこれはヨーロッパの文化ヨーロッパの発想ではもう地球は救えないそういう意味合いがあるということをどこかでしかと受けて診断の教えを学んでいただきたいもう最後に皆さんにこのことを訴えておきたいと思います。そのの中では
Uh, if we can look at this in a broad sort of way, European culture is based on a sense of kind of herding, that is a sort of animal culture, uh, in which um, inevitably uh, one is drawn to a sense of uh, kind of a, a concern with uh, the heavens uh, um, in, um, oh, nomadic, thank you, nomadic, that's better. I was searching for the right answer, and, and uh, Dr. Conway gave me the right answer. So nomadic culture, thank you, um, in which one uh, people um, uh, wander about also with, uh, uh, with animal culture and basically are concerned about their relationship with the heavens. Uh, in the Eastern culture, uh, there's more of an agricultural culture. That is to say there's concern with the land, uh, with, the, uh, um, with the resources of the land, the water, uh, and as a result of this, there, there have been many different uh, results of this difference in culture. Um, uh, one is that in the, in the West, in, in European culture, uh, again, this, this sort of uh, hierarchical um, uh, direction um, brought about this uh, notion in religion of God as being the creator of, of man, but God being the creator of humans. Whereas in Eastern culture, uh, Shakyamuni Buddha, the Buddha is human. Uh, is, is uh, the same as all other beings. Uh, and so this sense of uh, sort of more of a horizontal uh, directionality, the, the equality of all beings uh, living together in the same land, having to um, um, suffer together, uh, to, uh, to rejoice together. Uh, this sort of notion uh, became highlighted in, in Eastern culture. And we find uh, this in, in particularly highlighted in Mahayana Buddhism. Uh, with this non-duality between self and Buddha, um, that um, in Shinran, in, in particular, his understanding, uh, his uh, teaching of Jodo Shinshu, uh, that uh, uh, is based upon this fundamental notion of the of the oneness uh, of all beings. Uh, this the notion of the vow that I cannot, I will not attain enlightenment unless all beings attain enlightenment, uh, is really the fundamental spirit of the primal vow. And Shinran took this vow to be his own. This is the vow with which he lived in his life, uh, the sense of, of the oneness uh, of, the, uh, of, of all beings. And so I think it's important, especially today, as we see the growing problems in the world, uh, the, the growing problems with uh, uh, a variety of conflicts in the world, that, uh, that the, this Eastern logic, this Eastern culture uh, is absolutely necessary uh, as... Uh, um, that which will hopefully bring relief to or bring a, a different perspective uh, which will help to relieve some of the problems uh, in today's world. Okay. Um, if it's okay with you, Sensei would be happy to remain a little bit longer. Um, if anyone has a burning question that has to be asked, okay, uh, Haneda-sensei is willing, okay, uh, again, I'll, let me repeat the rule here it, it, uh, that I always, um, I always repeat. If you um, ask a question, uh, and if you are bilingual, please ask the question to Sensei in Japanese, and then rephrase your question in English, okay, for the audience. Uh, first, I, I want to thank uh, Sensei for uh, guiding us. Uh, and, uh, I, I met Sensei about
about uh, 30 years ago, and uh, last uh, 30 years I've been uh, you know, receiving so many wonderful teachings from Sensei. So uh, first I want to thank Sensei for giving, um, uh, teaching and guiding me. And I, I have one question, and uh, uh, that question is, uh, uh, what is your uh, Zen Chishiki? Uh, that's, that's the uh, only question I want to ask you. Ima, Nihongo de Imaskeru tomo, Mazu saisho ni Shigaraki sensei ni ano, Kansha no yu o Hyogen hyo shitai tomo imasu. Boku wa 1981 nen desu ka, Mo 30 nen ijo mae desu ke domo, Kyoto ni sundo orimashite, シンガラ深めていきたいと思っております。そして質問は if people know the meaning of Zen Shishiki, it's uh, in Kalyana Mitra, a good teacher, good friend, good Dharma teacher. で、一番大事なことを教えてくれた先生っていうのは、ま、私の小さい時に周りにいろんなお念仏を喜ぶ人がいた。ま、そういうことがあるんですが、具体的に誰か名前を挙げると お寺に生まれたものでありまして。で、やがて戦争に行って軍隊にも行きました。人生を悩み悩んでこの道に入って今ここにおるんですが、中学校の時に私の一山山を越えた田舎のことです。それが隣のお寺ですが。え、ありがたいえ、おじいさん僧侶がそのお寺におらした。ただ伝式という人です。これは広島のえ、浄土真宗流れをきっちり受けた石線学派の末端の学者で田舎学者でありました。ただ伝式 
念仏を申さずして信心が開けるかこれを私は中学校の2年生の時に本願寺では信心の念仏はいらないという講義を聞いた後にこの問題を私なりにこの老僧年取った老学者に聞いたら見事に言いました本願寺の驚愕はあら飛行機で足が地についていないいつかはひっくり返るぞ墜落するぞって大地に足をしっかりつけて歩けそれが念仏を申すことだと私は中学の2年生13歳か4歳の時これが私の信、えー、州親鸞理解の方向を決定づけたわけであります。でもう一人あえて言いますならば、えー、私の大学の恩師に上田義文という仏教学者がおられましたこの人に私は大乗仏教の原点をさまざまな角度から直接学び書物を通して学んだわけでありましてまああといろいろ言えばあるかもしれませんが、まあ、決定的にはこの中学校の時に出会ったこの「ただ」という田舎の盆栽これが私の生涯を最後まで導いて今日ある今さっき申し上げた一元論の話から、えー、そして王女はこの世だというのはこの老僧の教えに従って私は、えー、中学校時代からそのように受け止めてここにあるわけです。Thank you very much for your question.、Uh, if, I, if I may speak personally, then,、um, I would say probably the most important、um, Buddhist teacher that I had early on, a person who truly rejoiced in the Nembutsu,、uh, was a priest who、uh, lived in a very small rural temple in Hiroshima.、Uh, I met him first when I was a, in grade school, second grader,、uh, and、uh, he was a person. Middle school, I'm sorry, middle school, middle school.、Uh, and uh, he was a, a, a person who um, um, was very learned, uh, learned um, in a, a school of、uh, thought in Honganji called the, the Seksen、uh, School of Thought. His name is Reverend Tada.、Uh, and he taught me when I was a very young person just say the Nembutsu. Just say the Nembutsu. Because if you don't, can you really realize Shinjin?、Uh, and I would consider him to be. One of my most important、uh, teachers. Another person that I, I value greatly is uh, uh, Ueda Gibun. He was a great Buddhist scholar,、um, and I was able to learn from him mainly through his texts.、Uh, and He taught me a great deal uh, about uh, Mahayana Buddhism,、uh, and、uh, I consider him also to be、uh, one of my true teachers. There are many others as well, but I'd like to just point out those two to you at this time. この2人はともどちらも本願寺から慰安人と言われた人です。And, and so. <笑> um, yes, 
原先生先生の,あの講演をこの間開教師会議にも聞かさせていただき昔もよく聞かせていただきまして先生の話をこう聞いている時に私が思い出すあの大乗仏教の、えー、有名な煩悩即菩提という、えー、私の、まあ、マハヤナの考え大乗仏教にそれとそれと同様というですかそれ,それと同様ですかというのが私の質問です。My, my question is、uh, using the, the Mahayana philosophy of called Bonno Sokobodai, which can be translated the defilement, imperfection in itself is enlightenment. Is what you are saying similar or the same? あの古い古いお付き合い、佐々木先生、お元気、あの先立ってお目にかかって嬉しく思いましたが、今、先生がおっしゃったこの煩悩即菩提というのが、これが東洋の論理です、えー。みんなが同じようにならない限り幸せはないねやと、えー、悲しい人が1人でも2人でもおる限り、私の本当の幸せはないんだというあらゆる人の苦しみとを我,ら我が苦しみとしてどう受け止めるかこの一元論的な考え方がヨーロッパにはないこれは東洋の仏教が教えた考えですだから仏を信じるというのは信じる私と信じられる二つのの関係を言うのではありません仏をフェイスする信じるということはアウイークニングさっき話し目が覚めることです目が覚めるということは夜が明けるということでも同じですが夢を見ていたということと夢が夢であったと気づくことが背中を合わせに一つになった時に目が覚めるという夜が明けるっていうのは真っ暗い夜と朝の太陽とが二つが背中を合わせに矛盾をするものが一つになった状態を夜が明けるという今迷いを離れる悟るという診断で言えば、えー、信じるということは目が覚めるという夜が明ける全く二つのことが自分のお粗末な煩悩の姿とそのために、えー、仏が増します真実の明るい仏が増しますというのが二つが一つになって味わえる世界をアウイクニング真人と言いますそれは広く言えば煩悩即菩提生死即涅槃ですだから今我々今日生きていることは死を生きていること明日も生きるだろうということは明日死ぬかもわからない命を生きている死と生煩悩と菩提二つは常に裏表であるということに目覚め目覚め目覚めて生きていくことを教えたのが大乗仏教であり親鸞の教えがそうだから本当に念仏を
申して目が覚めるならここで光を浴びてお浄土の光を浴びることだが光を浴びたら影が映る己の黒々とした煩悩の影が映る影が映ってるっていうことは光を浴びてること全く矛盾をすることが同時に成立する DT 鈴木大説は A イコールなという A は A でないものとイコールこれが東洋の論理ここのところに私たちはきっちり立つならば自分の深い心の底で矛盾葛藤が起きてきます仏の命をいただきながら地獄の命を生きている私のお粗末なすが二つが葛藤する対立する矛盾をするそれが人間が少しずつマシになる構造なんです子供が大きくなるについては厳しいところをくぐらないと子供は成長しませんしかし厳しさだけではダメです親の愛情の世の中の愛情先生の愛情の優しさが厳しさとともにバランスよくその子を包んでいくときにその子は皮を脱ぎながら成長していく果物でも野菜でも厳しい寒さを通り越しながら暖かい太陽に育てられるならばおいしい味が出てくる、えー、ビタミンもいっぱい備わった、えー、そういう野菜になる厳しさと優しさこれが人物を作るこれが親鸞が教えた念仏の教えまことの人間として成長してくるビカミングするというこれが仏法念仏の基本の教えです。My good friend, Reverend Sasaki, I'm very glad to see you again and receive your questions.、Uh, your, your question is, is a very good one.、Uh, bon no sokubodai, that our delusions、um, are in and of themselves enlightenment, is an expression of this Eastern logic that I was speaking about earlier. It can be phrased in this way as well. If, if everyone is not happy, then I cannot be happy. If everyone is not happy, then no one can be happy. This is the logic of oneness, the logic of non duality. When we talk about entrusting in the Buddha, we're not、uh, looking at this in the sense of a distinction, a dichotomy between the believer and that in which, that,、uh, which is believed in.、Uh, but rather, entrusting in the Buddha is the experience of awakening. Our eyes open. It's as if the night, the dark of the night is breaking and it becomes dawn. Or as one is dreaming, one realizes that one is dreaming and, and then in that moment begin is begins to awaken.、Uh, that the, that the, the, the darkness and the light, the dreaming and the awakening, although paradoxical,、uh, take place、uh, simultaneously,、uh, identically.、Um, to be free of delusion, in fact, this is what.、Uh, um, Or, when we,、uh, is where we talk about enlightenment or nirvana. This is the meaning of awakening.、Uh, when we awaken to the reality of my own, when I awaken to the reality of my own、uh, nature, myself, uh, that myself uh, bound by delusions and passions, and at the same time、uh, receiving the, the life of the Buddha,、uh, that、uh, 
even as I am alive, I am dying. Even in, in the midst of life, I am living with death. That life is in and of itself death, none other than death. To awaken to this reality uh, is, uh, to, um, uh, is to realize uh, um, uh, this, this truth of which you spoke. Uh, when we say the Nembutsu, when we awaken to this reality of oneness, when we realize um, uh, the darkness of our own shadow, uh, which comes about, uh, we, it, the darker the shadow uh, comes about because of the brightness of the light, uh, we realize this paradoxical truth that Suzuki uh, referred to as A is not, A equals not A. That which is not so becomes so. Um, so once again, this is the meaning then of Shinjin. This is to awaken, that I awaken to the reality that I'm receiving the Buddha's life even as I am living within and, and certain to fall into hell. This, this awakening, is, and as I say the Nembutsu and awaken in this way, little by little, um, bit by bit, um, the darkness begins to break. Another way of describing this is in terms of the, um, the relationship of, of being the strictness and gentleness uh, that uh, parents realize that uh, as they raise their children, there has to be a balance. They can't be always strict, uh, nor can they always be gentle. There are a balance of strictness and gentleness is required in able to raise a child well or to grow vegetables or plants. Uh, this uh, logic uh, of which you speak uh, is the Mahayana logic of awakening. It is of growing into our hu true humanness, of becoming truly human. I would like to thank all three of our panelists, uh, Dr. Michael Conway, Reverend Henry Adams, Dr. Takamaro Shigaragi for this really wonderful and deeply uh, moving and thought-provoking uh, symposium. Uh, may I ask for your applause once again? Thank you very much. <laughs>